welcome to the Loomer podcast. That is London Underground Music Review. We are now audible and visual. Thanks for tuning in. This week on the pod, we have the band Soft Girls and Boys Club from Nottingham. They have make spirited psych rock music and have recently put out their debut full-length album, Jeefy Hymns, in October. Uh, thanks for being on, you guys. How you doing? Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to uh, introduce yourselves and, and your band and everything? Uh, I'm Ben. Um, I play guitar and sing and do a lot of the writing with Tommy, who's going to introduce himself now. And I'm Tommy. Uh, I also co-write with lovely Benjamin Webster and play guitar and do a a dabble in singing, I'd like to say. Dabble. Cool, cool. Who else do you guys have in the band? There's uh, Luke, Sam. And Louis. Uh, Who are they? What do they do? So... Oh yeah, Ben, you go. <laughs> so Luke is on bass, uh, Sam is on keys and synthesizers, and his brother Louis is on drums. All right, so we'll just start off with um, some some questions here. This is your first debut full-length album, but you have had other releases. There was the Same Old Things EP from 2018 and the mm-hmm. Welcome to the Soft Girls and Boys Club from 2019. How was uh, making this one different other than it being like three times the length as the other one? <laughs> yeah. Um, it was it was interesting. It was sort of like, um, like it sort of basically spans the whole time we've been a band, the album really, as far as like it's our newest stuff and our oldest stuff. So like the sort of oldest stuff is kind of demos that were never really finished that we always thought we'd come back to someday and songs like Drake and Big Moon and tunes like that have been around for a few years um, but never kind of fully formed um, so like the like doing an album for us was sort of made we kind of decided we we're going to do that because of obviously now Ben's being in Copenhagen we sort of knew it was going to come to not necessarily an end but an end for like gigging and you know being as active as we are as a band so that's why it's such a big album and sort of um, yeah it all just came together mainly we we basically record most of it ourselves aside from like drums which we need a bit of help for um everything's more or less you know kind of recorded in a tiny room so wow so it's like DIY. yeah so it's like old songs and then new songs too i didn't know that um yeah. were there any songs you guys made that like didn't make it on the album i think there's i think we've got we've got loads of sort of part finished and sort of part written songs and and or songs that were just kind of more of a, a mess about or a just you know as we were running with an idea one day and you know it didn't ever really come to fruition but like Tom said some of, some of the songs are some of the very first songs we ever wrote but we just we didn't really get them down recorded or you know to any sort of decent decent level like we would have liked to and some of the songs were sort of brand new, like we, we probably wrote within the last uh, six months or so. So yeah, it, it is sort of, like Tom said, spanning the whole of our sort of five years or so as a band. Yeah. And you said you've moved to Copenhagen? Yeah, yeah. Like um, permanently or just why are you there? Yeah, no, so I, I, um, I did, I planned on moving at some point um my girlfriend's danish and she's from copenhagen so 
I, I did plan on doing it at some point, but with, with the whole sort of Brexit situation over over in England, it, it, it sort of um, sped up the process a little more than I would have liked because it would have been a lot harder for me to sort of get over there and, and get accepted into the country without the freedom of movement. So that kind yeah. of sped things up a lot more than probably I would have liked. But it's, been, it's a bit of a shame with this year, the way it's sort of gone with Corona and everything that we've, we've not really done much in terms of gigging and stuff like that for our sort of last year altogether. So it's yeah. a little bit sad and it's a little bit upsetting, but I, I, I love it over here. I saw, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I moved. I'm just, I'm just missing my boys a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's bittersweet. I miss you too, man. <laughs> Have you guys given um, any more thought to being like an online band, like kind of still doing stuff um, from different places? Yeah, I think that's it's not something that we've ruled out. And again, like we were saying, it's not necessarily, you know, the absolute end. We'd love to, um, you know, maybe when everything calms down a little bit, you know, Ben could pop over for a, a few weeks and we maybe get a few kind of UK shows in and obviously play Nottingham, you know, sort of our hometown. We, you know, do a, like a headline show sort of um, for the album. Uh, I think like, you know, it's definitely on the cards, but it's just when that can happen. And, you know, right. but I think... We're, we're still, me and Ben are both writing stuff, but it's not necessarily for, you know, for the soft boys. Ben's got a uh, sort of a doom metal project that he's uh, he's working on at the minute. Oh, which, really? Uh, I'm very excited to hear. Um, That's awesome. And I'm just doing bits and bobs myself. So, um, but yeah, I think we'll, it'd be nice to sort of maybe get some time, some point next year where we can just like have a week where we, you know, meet up and we can like just focus on writing and hanging out. Um, yeah. Be nice. Um, how do your songs typically typically come together? Like you guys do majority of the writing. How what's the rest of the process like? I think me me and Tom are always in terms of writing the the music aspect of it. We, we, both of us are always 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 writing stuff. Uh, so it'll be a case of showing each other. Oh, I've got this. I've got this, and just sort of. You know, there's been songs where we've sort of fused together two of our own songs and and made the finished product. And again, both me and Tom, um, we both have notes apps on our phone just full of potential lyrics and stuff like that. So it comes, it seems to come together quite naturally. It'll, it'll be a case of uh, sitting down and um, and just seeing what will fit for the song and what will fit for the music so it all it all happens quite organically i always think ben's very good at sort of having a song in his head as well and like just with a like sort of guitar and singing and we'll have a tune sort of mapped out in his head whereas i can't really i'm not very good at that i sort of have to be at a computer and and sort of build it up like that so it's quite a good like mash because ben will like pitch the song and be like okay i can sort of hear where it's going and then we'll you know start with like a sort of drum track and then we'll kind of just build it from there so it is it's and most of the time like we've what well, i found anyway that like you know songs kind of they come together pretty quickly and, you know we get to um to a point where you know ben's idea is really strong and stuff it like it sort of almost does itself it's quite like effortless with with some of the tunes which is is really nice and it's i think some of the our best songs are kind of the ones that you know, like me or Ben has wrote or written together sort of really quickly. Um, Happening in a so, couple of hour period, won't it? Yeah, yeah. 
down and it would just if the juices are flowing uh do you remember what some of the ones off the of this album i know it's hard to pick a favorite of your own songs but do you mm. have any that are kind of special uh, i think i i think i personally really like um stupid cupid i'm quite happy with how that came out um i quite like uh, mindless kindness um although tom will uh tom's not his favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm i'm really proud of yoga, yoga for the dead as well i think although yeah. the lyrics might not make that much sense to everyone else it'll make sense to me and i'm just kind of happy with how that came out i think I think for me, probably, uh, I think Big Moon has always got a soft spot because I, that, like I said, that was written a few years ago. And I remember that the demo was really sketchy, but like, I think we kind of knew we had a, like a catchy song or a song that I really liked just because it was, it was a really sketchy demo, but you can kind of hear the potential of it. I think that was one for me. Um, and also Loving You is All I Want to Do. Uh, I, I just really like how that came out because that literally started as it was going to be, we were just going to have, we had a voice memo of it that it was like a really early tune um, that Ben wrote, just him on an acoustic. We recorded a voice memo and it was, that was going to be the version of the album. This kind of really like raw, almost sketchy moment. I mean, like it was quite last minute. We decided to sort of um, it just like redo a version of it. And I think I'm really glad we did because I think it, um, it's kind of done that song justice and it's a nice like little palette cleanser sort of at the end of the album so that's yeah i, I really grown to love that song i think it's a really nice little little tune like an after dinner mint yeah <laughs> <laughs> perfect um exactly. <laughs> do you guys remember uh what individually got you into music in the first place um i think I think we've. I've always been into music, but I think I actually, I actually started playing instruments quite a bit later. I think in my life compared to a lot of my friends and stuff. And I think it was because of my friend. I had a lot of friends that were sort of musicians and were gigging a lot. And I was, I, was, I always used to watch them and just think, oh, that looks like so much fun. Like, I don't know why I've never played an instrument myself. So I started playing bass at like age. Uh, I think I was 16. Um, I'm 28 now, I think. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was around, it was just around then. And then gradually, I just saw I, I moved to guitar and just started writing a writing a bit. And and that's when I wrote Tommy in um, to sort of record record me. And then it just sort of went from there. I think. I don't know. What about you, Tommy? Uh, I was. Um... I think I got into like drums were my first instrument. Uh, I think I started playing when I was 10 and I just like loved it. And it was, it's one of them things when I think about it, like I can't really remember a time where I sort of said I was going to do music. It was just like the only thing that I like kind of, you know, got a kick out of and, and really enjoyed. And, you know, it sort of, to me often makes other things just seem really kind of mundane and, you know, um, not, not that they are, but like to me, it's just hard to find like, you know, something that you want to do, um, that you enjoy. So yeah, it's just sort of, and then like I said, when I sort of met Ben a few years ago and we started doing this, that was my first real experience of like actually being in a, a band, um, and like re recording. And at the time I was sort of 
just getting into like music production, like just started college kind of thing. And so it was like a, well, the whole time it's been a learning curve for me, I guess, but um, it was just great to like have the opportunity where like, you know, Ben was just writing all these songs at first and it was just like, oh, okay, I was gonna go over and like record it and see what we can do with it sort of thing. So it was just like, it's just really fun. Um, and it kind of just snowballed into what it was. Yeah. Do you remember what um, any of like the first albums you bought or first live performances you saw? Oh, I think I think the first the first album I bought, Crikey, I think it would have been it would have been uh, either late nineties or early two thousands. <laughs> I think it was early 2000s and I think it was uh, The Offspring, Conspiracy of One. I think it was that album. Nice. Because um, obviously I'd heard Pretty Fly for a White Guy on MTV2 or, or whatever <laughs> and just been like, yeah, these, these guys rock. <laughs> so I think, I think still that, do. Well, yeah, they still do. Yeah. I think that I think that was the first, first album I bought. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the first album of... Um... The last person I interviewed, or the one before, the two 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 interviews ago, um, the bassist of Golfer from Montreal. That was his first album that he bought too. He bought it on <laughs> nice. He bought it on cassette. Is that oh, right? Wow. I had CD. That was a little bit, a little bit better. I did have "It Wasn't Me" by Shaggy on cassette. That was a, uh, and that was like the only cassette in my mum's like car growing up. But like, I was like a really early memory of having music, and I was like right at the end of sort of cassettes and uh, well the cds have probably been around for like 10 years at that point but don't know why um i think for me i think it might have been like uh got me it was yeah great it was i remember blink had just broken up when i was really young and i remember hearing what's my age again and the greatest hits album was coming out and it had obviously it's their best album because it's the greatest hits uh (laughs) And uh, and I remember like loving What's My Age Again uh, when I was like seven or whatever. So that was probably one of the, I remember getting that for Christmas as well. So that was, yeah, Great Sits album was one of the first albums I remember like getting and absolutely rinsing, so. Nice. Um, do you guys have any musical role models uh, either for the way that you play individually or the way that you want Soft Girls and Boys Club to sound as a whole? Um, I think when it comes to the the band stuff, I think we, I always say that each song will just sound like whoever we were listening to on the day sort of thing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think in terms yeah. of like my musical hero, although it's the most cliche thing in the world, uh, my musical hero is Paul McCartney and I just love the Beatles and Wings and Paul McCartney's solo stuff. So I, I think when I'm writing in terms of like rhythm and melody and stuff, that sort of comes into it a lot. I don't know if that's that obvious when you listen to the songs, but that's definitely right at the top of the list for me. Um, I don't know, Tommy, what would you say for like the band stuff? Like, Is there anything? Well, yeah, that's the sort of mishmash, I guess, of it. Because I mean, I guess the sort of, obvious comparisons that we've we've told in that we're obviously huge fans of you know the Beatles being one of them and um but like Tame Impala are obviously a big influence on us and you know like certain tracks like uh 
like nihilism but sexy off the album like that's a very sort of heavily influenced from Tame Impala sort of early kind of um you know stuff that we're kind of going for on that um but yeah it can be it can be just a like I say because some of the songs just come about in like a Frankenstein kind of way where like Ben will have like half a song and then I'll be like oh I've got these chords that kind of fit so it can be like you know a blend of all of our tastes into one and I think that's what we've always sort of um like Ben was saying it, it can be like we can just be obsessed with like a song or an artist and we're like oh let's really want to write a song like in this kind of style or um so it's yeah whatever like mood we're in or what we're listening to at the time I guess without trying to really obviously rip people off but you know it's just like yeah. being influenced by you know everyone listens to all different kinds of genres nowadays it's not just like I listen to rock and I listen to jazz or whatever you kind of you've got all these things coming in so it's a nice mix I think. Do you guys have a favorite place that you have played a live performance so far? Uh, for us because we were sort of mainly Nottingham based we, we played the bodega a lot which is sort of a, a bit of a, a social hub in Nottingham. It's quite um, like everyone who's in a band seems to have played there at some point. But um, I think the big one for us was uh, Rock City in Nottingham because that's sort of the bigger venue that you get a lot of the touring bands come through and play. So like when, when we finally sort of got on that stage, we felt like, yeah, we're doing all right now sort of thing. It was like, yeah, this is, this is good. And we had sort of a, a packed out room and it just I, I think for me that that felt the best yeah yeah I'd agree and we did um as well as that those two shows I've been mentioned but the we did um two shows in France uh when was it was it 2018 um yeah, yeah it would have been wouldn't it um yeah did two shows in a place called Clermont Ferrand which we'd like never heard of but it was just like this like beautiful almost like a town like in surrounded by mountains just sort of you know what you'd expect kind of thing so we did a show there which was incredible and we had like such a good time everyone was like you know really loving it and the and then we did a show in Paris on the way back as well and both shows we were like really surprised about because there were like a, a decent amount of people at both shows of a band I've never seen but I think like just being a sort of you know British band or whatever you sort of have that little bit of a leg up because it's like oh well if they're playing in France and they've come all the way from you know England or whatever then maybe they're actually good <laughs> we're not we're not very good uh, but uh <laughs> but uh yeah so there were that was incredible and I think we all had like we we're only gone for like three days but it felt like uh closest thing we've ever had to like a, a European tour sort of thing you know, two shows in France but yeah that's that good fun cool. Um, any like crazy or weird things happen to you at one of your shows yet? Uh, Bodega show, uh, we had a, so we got to like towards the end and we were sort of like, oh, let's get some people on stage. So I said like, let's, you know, invited people up and about like 20 people just, it's a really, really small stage. Like you can barely fit us five on the plane mm -hmm. and they just like invaded the stage uh and there's pictures online you can probably see and i think that um music video on youtube for sex music there's some shots at the end of of the stage invasion i don't think the venue were particularly happy about it but uh that was a pretty cool pretty cool moment and i like lifted ben in the air and he was kind of playing guitar it was like uh it's just awesome. ridiculous yeah that was pretty, pretty any more are there any more crazy things 
I think maybe the gig we did in the the really really early days, we played in uh, this pub that had a chip shop on the side of it. So we, we oh, played yeah. in a chip shop, and there was I, I think it was an empty room essentially. <laughs> Nobody in there. I think maybe our, our girlfriends or, or whatever were in there, but it was more or less empty. That was pretty surreal. Yeah, that was not a good one. <laughs> That's funny though. Um, what about favorite memory as a band so far, just in general? Um, I think I. I mean, I really enjoyed. I think when when I was living in Nottingham, I, we were quite lucky because me and Tom were living in the same building. We weren't living together, but we were in the same building, and I I, I really enjoyed those. That, that couple of months because we were so we didn't have anywhere else to go so we, we did end up writing and, and sort of recording and finishing up the album quite a bit there so that was quite a nice few months and I think as well like Tom said earlier about about the the gigs in France that just just the whole you know jumping in a little a little van and and driving down the motorway with with your pals that was quite fun you I, drove to france yeah yeah <laughs> what yeah. it only yeah. took about a day yeah it was surprising luckily my my brother who had lived abroad for years he'd kind of come back uh like a few weeks before and i was like oh we're actually it'd be amazing if you could drive because like you know i think only it was only you ben and luke that could actually legally drive wasn't it have to be over 25 so um to kind of take the you know pressure of that off luke and ben we're like oh if we get matt to kind of come along and he can be like merch guy and um you know just be the driver so he he did and he kind of like saved our ass a bit because he did sort of the bulk of the driving really um so fun that's good fun nice all right so here's some just more random these are from ask reddit just random questions um nice just to break things up a bit, you know? <laughs> what is the absolute worst movie that you've ever seen that you can think of? Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Um, I want to say Sharknado, but I've never seen them. <laughs> I just, but, and the fact that they made five or six of them, I'm That's probably an wrong. They're probably, bad am, one, they're yeah. probably amazing because they've made so many. No, they're um, so bad. Yeah, I know, but. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch all the trailers from actually the other day, and there were. I, you don't even need to watch the film. Yeah, you just I was watch say, the trailers. The, yeah, the trailer yeah. is the movie. That's perfect. It's like the start of Tropic Thunder or something. Where there's always like joke movie <laughs> trailers <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Who left the fridge open? <laughs> Mine um, is the Kung Fury. You guys ever heard of that one? Ah, uh, yeah, Fury. That but that's like that's that's the sort of mo- <laughs> that's is that cool. the bearable isn't it it's, yeah, yeah. It's meant to be it was like tropic thunder where it's like made to be bad yeah, and yeah. I, I remember they have the <laughs> i just found it so hilarious in that and they had these like his cop partner was called triceracop and it was just like a he just had a like, triceratops it was like well done kung fury and had this like really like ridiculous british accent or whatever it's just bizarre <laughs> so bizarre um, yeah <laughs> Oh, I don't know what the worst movie is that's not deliberately set out to like fail kind of worst movie. That's yeah. what I'm trying to think of. 
yeah. remember hating the the deer hunter when I saw that first time around. Not that, but that's a that's a classic. So I'm going to upset a lot of people. But I remember thinking, God, this is dragging on. Is that quite right? a bit? Yeah. Well, a good, yeah. It was like I'm sure if I watched it again, I'd have a new appreciation. But when you're like ten, you don't want to watch a three hour three hour De Niro film. That's yeah. purgatory. <laughs> Um, okay, um, what about yeah. if you could, uh, if 2020 was, was an alcoholic drink, uh, what would it be? <laughs> Frosty Jacks. <laughs> no, I think it would be, uh, for me, it would be like the free warm beer you get at gigs. <laughs> it's for like playing, like just, just the standard like crap lager. But it's always like room temperature or warmer. Just I say red stripe, Ben. Just say red stripe, mate. It'd be red stripe. <laughs> that, yeah, I think that yeah. would be it. Me. It's just it, it, it's just been dis disappointing and uh, just didn't do anything for me. <laughs> yeah, and just the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's one of the stupidest things you've ever done that you can remember? Getting in the boot of Joel's car, probably. <laughs> yeah, tell that story. That is a, um, a pretty funny one. So we we were in, we were back back home in the Midlands and we were going to a party uh, just outside of the town where we live. And uh, there wasn't enough space in the, the two cars that we were driving in. So I jumped in the boot of one car. It was only like a 10 minute ride or whatever. So um we didn't think anything of it. Uh, and on the way there, uh, the guy that was driving the car that I was in was driving like a bit of a bit of a cock. <laughs> and um, he sort of, uh, well, long, long story short, he, he ended up crashing into a river uh, and, and sort of the, the car was sort of sinking. It wasn't that deep that it was sort of, you know, right underwater, but, you know, a good portion, you know, most of the car was under the water. And Tommy was in the car behind and he immediately, after seeing what happened, jumped out the car, jumped in the river and opened the boot to let me out. Um, and we're, we're both still here to this day. All right. <laughs> and, we went, and we ended up going to the party straight after as well. Yeah, so we it ended up turning in, <laughs> turned out to be an all right night, as horrible as it was. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad start. <laughs> yeah. Literally around the corner as well. Um, is there something that you're known for in your friend group? Like something that you always do? <laughs> mm. I, don't, I don't know any. I don't know anymore. I, I've I've quit drinking. Um, I don't really drink at all anymore. Um, but back in back in the day, we used to. Uh, uh, I used to live on my own in a flat in our hometown. And uh, quite often I'd fall asleep on the toilet um, sort of most nights where we were sort of drinking a lot. So I sort of semi became known for that, just sort of falling asleep um, with like my trousers down on the toilet like that. So I think, I think maybe that, but I don't know now. I think I'm probably just known for being boring. Sleepy Ben. Yeah. That's what you're known for. He's, he's known for basically being able to sleep in any kind of position anywhere and we actually have a, a song coming out or a group of songs and one of them will tell you all about that uh, in a few weeks so perfect i can't wait 
that's uh, that's hilarious. That's only the second time I've asked that question, and um, the last time I asked it, I got the same exact answer from somebody else. Just <laughs> that she could fall asleep in any position, anywhere, just like yeah, upside down in a van, whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. It's a so, skill. It's a real skill. <laughs> it is honestly. I want that skill. Um, <laughs> do you guys have any? So back to regular question. Um, mm -hmm. Main hobby outside of making music, like a not music related hobby. Thinking about making music. Uh, no. Um, I'm ooh. a big football fan. So for me, it's what watching football oh, or soccer for, for the American audience. But, uh, so yeah, I, I spend a lot of my time when I'm not doing anything music related um watching watching football uh, i love it i support leicester um yeah i love it i'm a big big leicester fan i don't i literally can't <laughs> i'm trying to think no, of stuff okay. I, like, I don't i don't really um not necessarily like doing music all the time but because i i like doing like the, i like the production side of things whether it's doing music or just like making sounds kind of thing i just like basically do that in my free time if i'm not doing that i'm either watching tv asleep or or pooping <laughs> just say zelda tom just say zelda <laughs> I, I love zelda all right yeah zelda we resident evil they're my kryptonite games and i'll find myself on them a lot what about a skill that you would like to acquire at some point that you don't have already mm. i want to get better at playing piano and I've been saying that for like years now and, and never got any better at <laughs> doing it. So many people have said that. I've been told that by so many people. They're like, it's great for composing. Mm. I think it's like, every, every, yeah, all, all musicians that play sort of guitar, they, they always say, oh, yeah, I'm going to learn piano. Uh, they, they never do. But, <laughs> but yeah, I think yeah. That, that's what I want. I want to be able to actually sit and properly just bang out a tune. I yeah. Can, I can, I can do little chords, but I want to be able to actually, you know, play the piano. Yeah, I, I'm literally the same as that, I think. I w I'd love to be able to play piano or, like, just keys in general, just more sort of, you know, without sort of doing one chord at a time. And so you can kind of make songs by not really doing it. And, um, but, yeah, it's just, it can be a bit tedious. So it'd be nice to be actually be able to write something. But, oh, I actually played that instead of I just yeah. put these chords in a sort of sequence and that's it. Well, that's bad, but like it'd just be it nice just to be able to play. So to compose on a piano, yeah, like in general, because if you get like a keyboard, you can do the different sound effects, do some yeah. brass, some strings, yeah, DJ, oh, yeah, you can, <laughs> yeah, it's just also like it's just a nice, it's good that it's, a, it's an instrument that like anyone could could play, you know, but like obviously to play well is another thing, but it's just pressing keys, but. But it's obviously way more to it than that. Whereas, you know, sometimes I've seen people try and play guitar and they can't get their, you know, hands around it and while well, they're struggling to like press the chord. Yeah, and it hurts. Yeah. It hurts for me when I play. Like, I can't play for like too long without getting wrist aches. So, but like, it's a very accessible instrument, but it's also quite an intimidating one as well because it's like, there's so much you can do with it, sort of thing. Yeah. But that's why it's great, I guess. So. Limitless. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever dealt with um, anxiety or stage fright at all? I think, uh, I think I, I weirdly never really get it. And, and, and that's particularly weird for me because 
the rest, every other aspect of my life, I'm completely filled with dread and anxiety. And yeah. Like, just wake up every morning absolutely full of dread. But I, I seem to be have absolutely no problem with, with just getting on stage and playing in front of people. I don't know whether it's like the familiarity of it, because it's sort of, it's just us five. And it, it's, you know, we're just doing what we, we do. But mm. I, I weirdly never ever really get it and I, I don't I don't know why I can't understand it yeah it's, it's I, I do um for not all gigs but like a lot of gigs but the, what's weird with me I always find that I'm less nervous on for example like the Bodega show that we did like our headline that we sort of basically sold out like it was you know just a room filled full of you know majority people we knew and like friends and family and stuff which is I would have thought I was like gonna be incredibly nervous but I was just so excited to to do it and just like really thrilled it's like oh you're just playing music to a load of people you know with like you know your best mates kind of thing so what what is there to be nervous about and um I think I usually I, I usually find that you know Bill will probably take the edge off but uh um but yeah it can be weird it can be like sometimes like a really a gig that's not even you know it could be a few people there but it's like I always find London gigs quite nerve wracking for some reason. I'm not sure if it's like traveling to London and it's like, there's almost like an expectation or there's, you know, yeah, it feels it's like, you know, the, it's, yeah, it's like the sort of city, I guess. And so yeah. when you go, go play there, it's, it does feel a bit more like under pressure. And also a lot of the venues that I've played in London, I've not played that many, but a few of them that I've played, I've not been like particularly chuffed with like the just like the sound in general kind of on stage I think that often determines like how well you can play as well if you can't hear yourself sometimes you just yeah. you, you know you just not it just throws you a bit um so I think there's there's always that but um yeah most of the, most of the times like as soon as you get on stage it's like it seems to go and it's just like fun from the get-go but yeah it's like 10 minutes before the kind of worst the worst times I think yeah the anticipation yeah um do you guys have any quotes or piece of advice that you've been given over the years that you would like to to sp spread the wisdom? It's a bit of a weird one for us because we didn't really, like playing as a band, it's sort of like we're saying, it just kind of like fell into it sort of thing. We never were like, let's start a band and let's like, yeah. this is what we want to do. And we want to be, you know, try and sort of do this. We've always just done it because we loved it. And if people liked it, that was like a plus. Um, so that's a good so that's probably good advice, advice right there, if you're yeah, happy with what you're doing yeah, yeah. You don't really i think basically not, just do don't, don't do it don't expect anything i think yeah basically is is i think the best piece of advice you could ever really give someone regarding music because it's you just need as long as you enjoy it like i mm. think that yeah and yeah that and bonus. don't be an arsehole yeah don't that's probably arsehole. good yeah just be that's nice a good to people <laughs> um so you guys released gc hymns mid-october am i saying that correctly yeah yep. hymns. okay what does that mean is there a meaning no 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 it does it does mean something. it's it's kind of nonsensical but around the time when we were first writing music well and sort of all the way through we 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 smoked quite a lot of pot so it's kind of GV is, is <laughs> okay. Kind of, 
yeah. it's kind of like a made-up word that we have that's just kind of like a, a play on GIFA or Reefa or whatever. And it's just got, kind of it, like, got it, got it, got it, got it. It's just okay. kind of like, you know, weedy songs sort of. Yeah, um, they were sort of all made in a very smoke-filled room, so it kind of felt appropriate as well as being a mixture of, like, the oldest and newest stuff. So it's like, yeah. and, and also we, we actually did release an album called Jeefy Hymns or album. It's like a sort of SoundCloud mixtape, which had some like, had quite a few of um, tunes we put out now, like Sex Music and like Same Old Thang. Uh, and there's going to be, there's be a few more sort of really old ones that we've redone for the deluxe version, which is coming out on the 20th of November, I think. This month there'll be a few, there'll be the B-sides and a, I think three more um sort of old extra ones um so yeah it kind of felt like a, you know things were coming to a, an end per se so it's like a, everything had gone full circle so it sort of felt really appropriate and and Perfect. also we just yeah. we ben had so many good names like or just so many ideas for names uh that it was just so hard to to choose it and that know, so that was the sort of agreement one yeah um awesome. thank you guys so much for doing this it was really fun no, thank you for having us. Having us, yeah, wicked. Cheers for having yeah. us. Bye. Bye. Bye.